Hi there, Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we are going to cover what sugar intake you need to monitor when your child is engaging in holiday season. It is Among Us today is Halloween at the time of this recording here in the U.S., and so if you are celebrating or taking your child uh, trick-or-treating, it is important to listen up, especially if your child is stuck in the meltdown cycle. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. You know that here at MTC, we help parents break out of the meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks, and that means that we help parents support their children in managing their big emotions without having such big behaviors associated with it. And it's really important to pay attention to what patterns you need to break out of. And one of those is noticing what the root cause is for your child's big emotions. And I have news for you. It is not their sugar intake. Your child has been struggling significantly with big emotions, likely since they were born. And right now, you might be wondering whether or not an intense amount of sugar is uh, leading to your child's emotional explosiveness. And that might be part of the problem. Your child's diet could very well have an impact on their mood. I know personally, if I eat turkey at Thanksgiving, I will fall asleep. I will feel sluggish. I will not feel productive. If I eat sugar too much before, like around bedtime, then I will crash. And especially now that I have two children and run a, a busy, successful business, taking care of lots of clients, I don't have the energy to eat cookies like I used to. <laughs> I just can't do it. And um, at, at night, especially, it doesn't mean that I won't ever do it, <laughs> but it is important to, for me to manage what I consume. And uh, that impacts my energy levels. Now, if you're a tired parent, you will likely be emotionally exhausted as well, which can make you short and irritable. So it's natural to expect your child to experience a similar thing. If they burn through sugar and they experience a high, they will experience a crash and likely become irritable towards the end of the day. There are also uh, studies that demonstrate that food dyes impact children's moods as well. And it's also true that the meltdown cycle is not a mood problem. It is so important to pay attention to this. You have a sensitive kid, so their gut is going to be impacted by what they consume, just like every other child who's not highly sensitive. You might see it more so, and this might create some superfluous uh, benefits if you change their diet, you change their nutrition, sure. And it is not a cause of the meltdown cycle. And that's really, really important. We have been doing what we've been doing uh, with parents around the world for many, many years. And we have clients work with us at times other than around Halloween. Why? Because uh, the the meltdown cycle isn't caused by sugar, sugar intake. 
your child is going to experience sugar, uh, experience changes in their nutrition at varying levels around the year. And while this might be a question you're asking yourself because all that candy is right in your face and the food-related holidays are upon us, uh, it might be top of mind. It might be a a question and a wonder for you. And, And while it's relevant to make sure you're paying attention to your child's nutrition, it is not the cause. So what is the cause? Your child's emotional well-being is based first in your expectations for your child. Now, let's take a look at this. Today is Halloween. You might listen to this on Halloween day. You might listen to this the day after Halloween. So whatever day it is for you, on the time of this recording and and this presentation, it's Halloween day. That means that you've probably set your expectations that you're not going to be super focused on bedtime being uh, the exact time that you work on every other day, right? You might be expecting your child to go to bed a little late. You might be expecting your child to have a hard time after trick-or-treating and and eating sugar going to bed. And so what happens is you may be frustrated less because you're expecting your child to struggle, right? And because you have a choice in the matter (laughs) of what you're allowing your child to do, you might be able to forgive your child for the hard time that they're having because you've mentally prepared yourself in advance for your child to struggle because of the chaos of the evening impending, right? Now, here's the deal. Why why can't that be the whole uh, piece to the puzzle that you've been missing in shifting the way that you look at the meltdown cycle as a whole? When you set your child up for success, you have to be able to expect your child to manage stress, frustration, overwhelm, and changes in their schedule effectively without experiencing massive disappointment, shame, overwhelm, and guilt yourself and frustration if they are not yet at the place where they can they can demonstrate that skill regularly. And this is part of your cycle. Like I said, the family dynamic uh, is creating the meltdown cycle. That means that you are in your own cycle. Your child is there, is in their own meltdown cycle. Any other family member or parent is also in their own meltdown cycle. And this creates a tornado of tornadoes, if you will. And it, this is why it is a much more complicated process to untangle than a weekly appointment and learning a coping skill trick will help you solve. And so when we look at being able to break out of this pattern, you as a parent have to shift your mindset. You have to shift the way that you look at the problem. And I invite you to pay attention to how you are actually impacting the problem and contributing to the problem by expecting your child to fail or by expecting your child to have a hard time enough to give them grace. Either option is available to you and somewhere in between might be part of the part of how you show up on a regular basis, especially if you've been trying to turn this around yourself for a very long time. You might be emotionally drained and your consistency might be very, very low. And that's not your fault because every other system or approach out there is teaching you to change your child's behavior by going directly to your child to teach them skills. And that simply doesn't work. It actually backfires very, very often. So it makes perfect sense that you're exhausted. So when you change the way that you see what's possible for your child, you take a look at their potential, you take a look at what's possible in their ability to change uh, their their own perception of, of how they see the world and uh, how they see their own capacity, then you can shift how you notice how the, in, the environment changes uh, your child's behavior. Just like we're talking about with Halloween. 
your child's experiencing a lot of uh, scary events, a lot of high energy events, uh, a lot of um, taking in candy, digesting a lot of sugar, right? Then their environment will impact them and their mood will be off. And that is to be expected on Halloween. It's also to be noticed how to systematically build resilience for your child so that the meltdowns are not expected. All right, the emotional intensity, intensity uh, high energy, low energy crash expected and relative. Uh, highs are high and lows are low with sensitive kids when they're stuck in the meltdown cycle. And if your child is out of the meltdown cycle and you're raising a sensitive child who is not melting down or having outbursts or shutting down on a regular basis, then Halloween can just be a regular, fun, intense night. And you can have your kid wake up in the morning and be fine the next day. Fine meaning they can go to school on time. It's not pulling teeth. You don't have a roaring monster on your hands emotionally and uh, you're not stressed and dreading the morning. That is absolutely available to you. Our clients are able to achieve this all the time. And it's so important to, to pay attention to this because the environment is impactful. It is also not the cause. So, so critical. Next, what is it that you need to be paying attention to when you are playful, when you are experiencing jovial emotion and you're showing your child that emotions are normal, then you are able to help your child learn to build skills to accept their own emotions more regularly. This also helps, right? This is part of our process. You have to do that playfully. You can imagine that uh, when you're experiencing a positive emotion yourself and you're feeling silly and playful, your child is likely following your lead. Now, if they go uh, to the intense end of the spectrum that demonstrates that your child is likely in the meltdown cycle, high highs, lows, lows, right? So it is very difficult for your child to rein themselves in after they're following your lead, which leads to you feeling a different kind of out of control, uh, which might end up uh, having you try to regain control the way you know how, uh, going more firm, more strict, or getting passive, uh, riding it out, waiting till bedtime, counting down the hours, right? So either way might be part of the problem as well. Again, this is a piece uh, to the, the puzzle here. So same thing is going to happen on Halloween as any other night. It's just going to be more extreme if you're experiencing a change in your child's environment and a change in your child's diet that is unusual for them. Now, when we look at what breaks out of the pattern, you have to be able to teach your child how to creatively and curiously change their behavior. They need to not just want to feel better because we know your child already wants to feel better. No child was put on this earth to be miserable. They need to get curious about feeling better, get curious about feeling uh, more communicative. Resilient children want to improve their behavior and get curious about improving their behavior. They are available to be inquisitive in the conversations with parents about changing their behavior. We look at children who are um, demonstrate leadership qualities, who have wise beyond their years conversations with their parents. And these are children who are curious about potential. They recognize that they are, they have a lot of potential and they trust in themselves. They have high self-esteem. Children who lack resiliency have low self-esteem. They don't feel capable. And so it is really important that when we pique your child's curiosity, they start to uh, get triggered with the opportunity to believe that they can change. And that in turn helps them notice whether or not, and you notice whether or not your child has high or low self-esteem, whether they have a high self-concept, they feel like they're capable, they, they, that they can, and that they're good enough child to experience 
positive events. And all of those things go hand in hand. And so this is really important why your perception of your child impacts so much of your child's perception of themselves. And uh, the ability for your child to change starts with you. Now, if you want help to, to understand more about that, if you need support in, in diving into a deeper level of the principles of this, then I encourage you to check out our masterclass. It's free. Uh, I walk you through the five steps that my, that my clients are able to um, break out of for in the meltdown cycle that allows them to shift the meltdown cycle and, and support their family in staying out of this dynamic. If you want to learn more about that, go to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps and uh, you can learn more there. Again, uh, look forward to speaking with you soon and seeing you in that training. Uh, stay tuned for our next show. Bye.